Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation and the Clinical Binocular Vision and Pediatrics Care Channel. Today's episode is Slow Binocular Reading in Amblyopic Children is a Fellow Eye Deficit. I'd like to thank our host, April Jasper, topical editor, Maureen Plowman, and topical expert, Marielle Reedy. Now, on to the show. Hi everyone, I'm April Jasper and I'm speaking today with Marielle Reedy. Marielle received her OD and MS degrees from the Ohio State University College of Optometry, followed by residency training in pediatric optometry and vision therapy at Southern California College of Optometry. She then returned to Ohio State where she is now as a clinical instructor and PhD candidate. Marielle is a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry and serves on the AAO nominating committee. Today, she will be discussing the March 2023 optometry and vision science paper entitled Slow Binocular Reading in Amblyopic Children is a Fellow Eye Deficit by Kelly et al. I'm really excited about this one because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. (laughs) Marielle, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, April. I'm really happy to be here and talk about this really interesting paper. So I guess a better, more uh, more accurate way to say what I was saying before is that this one really, the title even, is intriguing. How did the authors design their experiment to come up with a conclusion that the fellow eye is responsible for slower reading in amblyopic children? Yeah, I totally agree. This title uh, really threw me for a loop. I was so surprised. Um, but the authors have done previous work in this field, looking at binocular reading in amblyopic children compared to binocular reading and controls, where they found that amblyopes were found um, to read more slowly. And they wanted to try to understand what it is about being amblyopic that leads to this. And so they extended the premise to conduct monocular reading of the fellow eye in amblyopes and the right eye of control children. And the idea was that the idea of this setup was to control for the possibility that everyone just reads slower when they're reading with one eye. Um, And they recorded eye movements with a commercially available system, the Readalyzer, which supplies information about reading rate in words per minute, as well as forward and regressive saccades and fixation duration. And then they also conducted sensory testing on the amblyopic children. Um, Namely, they looked at amblyopic eye visual acuity stereoacuity and suppression with worth four dot testing because they wanted to see if any of these sensory measures uh, had an impact on reading rate um, and uh, saccades. And so they're really looking at um, does fellow eye reading with the amblyopic eye occluded, how does that compare to binocular reading in these amblyopes as well as to monocular reading in controlled children? Well, the title kind of gives away the answer, but can you tell us how the results support their conclusion? Absolutely. So looking just at the amblyopic group, they looked at the binocular reading performance as well as the fellow eye monocular performance, and they found that there was no difference in reading rate, number of forward or regressive saccades. And so what that's saying is that when you negated that amblyopic eye by covering it, it didn't result in better performance for the fellow eye alone. It just performed the same as when both eyes were open. So that's suggesting that that amblyopic eye isn't hindering that fellow eye when both eyes are open. Um, But to make sure that that's not just because fellow eye or uh, people read 
read slower when they're reading with just one eye. Um, that's when they compare the amblyopic group to the control group. Um, and the monocular controls read faster and they made fewer um, forward and regressive saccades, which is a sign of more efficient reading, the fact that they're making fewer of those movements. Wow. So the monocular condition of controls didn't slow them down um, in a way that compared them to the performance of the fellow eyes in the amblyopes. Um, so basically what they're finding is that um, it, the fellow eyes really performing the same, and that doesn't compare to typical um, seeing children. Wow. So what are the key findings here from this work that we should apply or can apply to clinical care? Definitely. One thing to think about, um, this isn't something that I typically do in my clinical practice, um, but it could be a logical thought before the findings of this paper would be that um, we wouldn't want to recommend occluding the amblyopic eye in an attempt to increase reading performance because this paper tells us that it wouldn't improve reading performance at all. Um, and it clinically could even be more harmful in treatment and confusing the patient about like which eye they should be patching for a therapeutic effect. Um, the other thing that this paper tells reminds us as clinicians is that amblyopia is a two-eye condition. Um, even in somebody with unilateral amblyopia. And as clinicians, we shouldn't be assuming that the fellow eye is performing at its maximal potential. The last thing that the authors mentioned too is that academic accommodations should potentially be considered for these kids if they're reading at slower rates than their peers. And so it might be helpful to further evaluate these kids to see if they would benefit from things like extra time, um, depending on their reading performance. And so we want to think about educating parents to seek additional evaluation um, and providing that more holistic care for these kids. Wow, I love it. Thank you, Marielle. We appreciate you uh, being here and helping us to understand better the research that is being done. I mean, this one's really recent too, which is fabulous. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. It was a fun paper to read and break down.